Have I misread that entirely? Can I edit that out? Hello and welcome to the Foxes Never Quit podcast. This is a fan-run podcast about Leicester City Football Club. You can find us on Acast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcaster, Samsung Podcasts, Deezer and GeoSarvan. Not sure what GeoSarvan is, but we are on it. And of course, you can find all of our things at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc and reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc women. A quick talking, uh, joined again by Madlock. Hello there. Today we will be looking at the Crystal Palace match and looking forward at the Leeds and Wolves matches and also got the women's match against Man City to look at and the upcoming match in the Women's Super League against Manchester United. That's quite a lot to talk about. It has enough to be getting on with. Um, hopefully we can be succinct, but um, I'm probably my own worst enemy on that one. So <laughs> we'll, we'll find out how see. it goes. I've actually written down notes because I knew there was so much. I, uh, yeah, I'm mindful that there's quite a bit to go through, but uh, sorry, yeah. do you want to take us through the headlines? Yeah, so do you want to go through some of those? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, so, yeah, um, the big thing is Roger's still under pressure. Obviously, there was this... So, anyone who's seen the headline or the article around uh, Roger's storming out by account of many verifiable sources, not many... not He didn't storm out, in short. Um, he very much ended an interview because he was asked about payout and stuff. And I think it's quite rude, and I can see it's not very good journalism really but um yeah kind of caught him out tried to ask him a few questions and then try to say you know is he trying to lose on purpose to get a payout and i think anyone who believes that theory is just incredibly short-sighted yeah. um, if he was to be seen to be doing that he would he would never i think i've said this before he'd never be touched with a barge pole um <laughs> anywhere in england again um yeah that just, is a yeah. great insult to professional pride isn't it massive yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to ask that question. You know, I, I, you know, I don't get paid tons, but you know, I get paid probably more than the average bear, and I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't appreciate someone sort of poking at that. Um, you know, you, the reason you get paid that much is because you obviously you have a certain skill set. You know, I think people forget he he. You know, people go, well, they spend. You know, all these players and that all costs a lot of money, including the managers. But you know, you got basically you got someone where you've got to prepare. For six days a week, for mm-hmm. ninety minutes of action in front of millions of people, both in and outside in 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 the United Kingdom and overseas, um, judging every decision you make, I bet yeah, that takes a bit of resilience. I I, I can barely stand it when my I get um un you know unsolicited constructive feedback from uh, people I work with, let alone you know uh, millions of sort of you know people who play football manager and then think that's the real job. Um, you know, and I know me and you have probably done that a little bit as speculation, but I don't think I'd honestly do a better job than Rogers. Otherwise, I'd be doing it because it pays considerably better than what I'm doing at the minute. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones of you know, you don't get days off as a manager, really, do you? No, I mean a lot of football is really antisocial, which I think a lot of people forget. You know, you're gone for all the key holidays. You know, Christmas is a big football time for us in the UK. Yeah, and I think you've you know, got the Boxing Day games at least in the UK. And you've got the New Year's Day games as well. 
yeah new year's um you know easter you know there's no there's no letting up and you know and i regardless of what your feelings on rogers is at the minute i think that was incredibly unprofessional i think it's incredibly you know it's beyond cynical it's just it's just downright rude and i don't think he he would mm. do that i i do honestly think rogers is trying his best and i'm kind of talking about that a lot of people start to turn on the ownership well i say a lot of people but there's definitely a cohort of there is a bit, the yeah. base isn't there I, much to my surprise i i can see it but yeah did i read somewhere that top had said something about their backing rogers and part of that was you know they basically said look the reason we're having a difficult season isn't because of brendan rogers it is because the squad needed a rebuild and we weren't able to do that yeah right. and rogers has said that a lot and i know that's frustrate some people but yeah. i matt piper put it in a really good way basically you either refresh the squad or you refresh the manager but something's got to give at the end of a cycle which is where we clearly are yeah, I think part of it is I can understand Top feeling a bit more sympathy towards Rogers if he said that we're going to rebuild the squad over the summer and then that didn't happen. We kind of understand to some degree the reasons it didn't happen. You know, we needed to move players out and that didn't happen. Nope. Um, I think we talked about that way back in our first episode. You know, I read an article yeah. about how the middle has dropped out of the transfer market to some degree, right? People are picking up cheap bargains or they're picking up like the super expensive megastars and no one's picking up the sort of players we have, which are neither cheap bargains nor are they megastars. No, I think there's a lot of balancing of the books and people who rely on a bit of selling or are reliant on being sellers um, found it a very difficult window. Um, I think Wolves were in a very similar position. I know they made some... They, they obviously did more business than us. I mean, that's not really a high, high bar to surpass, but they didn't maybe do as much business as they would have liked. And they lost quite a few key players as well, like Connor Cody and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, bar the kind of forced selling of Fafana, which I do think has been a big, big hit for us. Um, but, um, you know, I won't, you know, just go through my usual uh, saying, I won't jump ahead of myself. But yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it was a weird window. I understand where Rogers is, but I may... <sighs> I am still kind of on the fence. I know I'm starting to be a bit more Rogers out, I guess, but I, I don't know where you are. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I've been at for a bit now, saying we've been having problems that Rogers doesn't seem to be able to solve, and that rebuild or no, he should be able to. Yeah, no, that's fair, I, and I'm kind of getting there myself. Yeah, I, like you know, the, there was forgivable a lot of last season to some degree. Was you know we needed to do some drilling to get our set pieces better. And he was saying, look, because we're playing two games a week, we don't have the time on the training pitch. No. Which, okay, so that ends up being a lingering problem the entire season. By the way, one thing that's been really annoying me this season, mm. apart from our results, is commentators still saying, oh, set pieces are an Achilles heel for Leicester. Our set piece defensive stats have been... We've conceded a couple of goals from set pieces, like every team has. Yeah, we conceded um, two against Spurs. Is the most we conceded in a single match. Yeah, um, but we have to keep in mind just that. Add context: they have some, you know, some really burly centre backs of which they tend to go with a three at the back of Conte's usual style, um, and they've paid some banker come super set piece attack. And that analyst person, I forget his name, but he's supposed to be this, you know, he, he used to trade in financial markets and now he uses his super maths to help with the best way to, to unpick um, 
attack, you know, uh, defenses in terms of set pieces. And yeah, they seem to have done that considerably better. So yeah, you'd hope that the team that spent silly amounts on this sort of specialist who does a set attacking set pieces is the only one we conceded mm-hmm. twice to. Yeah, there was a little bit, but uh, we look a lot more comfortable. In fact, I have to admit, like kind of going into the Crystal Palace game, we, I know it wasn't exciting. I, it, it definitely, if you're having any insomnia, it definitely would have helped you a bit, but I, it didn't feel out of control and the defense seemed organized and Ward actually was marshalling that defense. I, something I, I spotted, he, he was, it wasn't quite, you know, Casper Schmeichel, but he, he's pretty much a law unto himself, that man, but he did seem to start much and we seemed more comfortable with being attacked and none of the set pieces got through. They had a couple, didn't they? They had a couple fouls in quite prime positions and nothing came of it. It was very, Definitely, we also seem to have moved back to zonal, if you've noticed. We're not yeah, man-marking I mean, anymore. Well, not much. Yeah, I think Protoss has always preferred zonal. So, I, I don't know. I didn't watch that closely. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 so, I probably had the uh, customer, basically, um, just for context, I wasn't able to watch it live because of it. it was my daughter's birthday, but I, I very much got to kind of pause... I, I got. I went super analytical with this, so I'm probably going to have a bit oh, of okay. an advantage of you, where I wasn't just absorbing it as it was happening. I very much was reviewing key parts that happened, which I know it sounded like quite a boring match. Actually, it was really interesting. And Ward made a good save, you know, quite a critical did, yeah. save that could have, you know, what phase was really good. I their keeper was just had one. It kind of reminded me of when we must have, how many? Sh- I can't have the numbers in front of me, but we had quite a few shots. I want to say it was near 20 with about what double digits i'm gonna say 10 11 on target or something granted not all super threatening but you know we start off with a madison free kick as the first shot on goal and you know and he just he just read it right and had he not it definitely was going to hit duck and go into the back of that net yeah Um, yeah. or Um, six six shots out of 14 on target was it that okay i thought it was a lot more than that it felt like a lot more especially that second half (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was one of those funny games in, in that I we definitely felt like the better team. It does feel to me like two points lost, right? Definitely. And I think when people have seen Top shaking his head, I think that's almost what he was at. And that's where I was at. When I watched that, I was like, we we just didn't seem to have that cutting edge, did we? Mm. The XG stats, and I know you're not a fan, particularly of XG stats, do seem to yeah. suggest that our shots weren't especially high quality because we didn't get past point uh, one, we didn't get to one xG basically. Um, no, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of punts, wasn't there? There was a lot of shoot yeah. kind of moments. Um, that's fair. I kind of yeah, they weren't quality. It wasn't quality finishing. I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, if xG of course that that's fair, but I would have said the same thing. We just seem to lack that cutting edge. Yeah, which is weird. You know, it's only the second game of the season we failed to score. Um, it's one of those funny ones as well. So defensively, right? Mm. Defensively, we looked good, I think. But did we look good because we defended well, or did we look good because Crystal Palace had nothing to their attack? I um, I do think that there was a lot of pressing. There are some good numbers that came out from the other fourteen, in which you know of the of the t- other fourteen, so excluding the, the top six. Yeah, yeah. Your traditional top six. We had. You know, Castagna, what phase, um, Madison, uh, all, all, uh, James Justin all had six tackles or interceptions. And then the next one was Samari at five. You know, it was, 
we clearly were pressing and we, you could see we were hunting in packs so yeah, you yeah. can see it throughout the game also another big thing is um you know we seemed more cohesive uh as a unit it didn't feel like suddenly the middle of the pitch was disappearing which is where i think yeah. we really fell apart especially when rogers decided to throw the kitchen sink up front he was just very inacho and perez and all these people who are used to going up front with no one in the middle and then yeah. just being you know eviscerated in midfield we didn't do that we kept our shape we we kept attacking you know what phase was was really he, yeah. he kind of reminded me of a he basically reminded me a bit of a young evans he's kind of yeah seems well, switched on he was brought in partially for his leadership ability yeah so i half wonder if they were looking at him as a kind of evans replacement um i remember noticing yeah. very early on i think it was the first there was a corner early on. I can't remember if we were attacking it or if we were defending it. But I did notice him, and they didn't show this on Match of the Day or anything. I don't think I've seen this in any replay. Taking Buba Samare and moving him and then pointing in a direction. And then when the other ball comes in, Samare runs that line, that face has basically pointed him to run. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just You know what? Little things like that. Because I remember pointing out in the um, FA Cup final we won, when someone mm-hmm. said, "Oh yeah, we'd brought where's where's Morgan on just so he could have like his twenty minutes of fame right at the end of his career," I was like, "No, we brought him on because look at him. If you watch these replays, you can see he's telling everyone where to stand in defence." No, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and, and he, he, he was a massive. There's a reason he was. That was the reason he was a captain, wasn't it? That's yeah, yeah. Honest, the, uh... He um he really had a presence in the box, and even when he was kind of. You know, started was playing regularly still for a short period when he was um next to ha- Harry Maguire. I mean, Harry Maguire would have definitely learned a lot of his trade from West yeah. Morgan. Um, um, yeah. It looks like FaZe could be the organizer that maybe we've been lacking. Um, yeah, I've I, been a problem with Schmeichel. Schmeichel's passionate and loud, but I've never got the feeling he's an organizer. No, he was very much a. I was. I would suggest politely he was an energizer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that's. I, yep, you know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, he he certainly you know you you knew he was around, um, and he definitely made it. But um, I did notice when I went to games, um, I didn't go to a lot of them, but I went to a few. People did start to- toning him out, tuning him out rather. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not ever kind of a good place when you're being tuned out. I I've been there as a keeper where you clearly just know they're not even taking any notice of you anymore, mm-hmm. probably because they're tired. Um, yeah, I find, I find it particularly some of the games I play, but you know, they there's a little bit of. Um, I usually on the current so the rejig the teams I'm on, you know, I'm constantly shouting, give him options. We have one guy who's just very good, but people don't make options for him, and he takes on like two or three guys, and he can do it, but it's like he really shouldn't. We have like three people who are open, not making options for him, and it yeah, you kind of at the back feeling useless. And I, I think Schmeichel's good at that, and I think that has its place, but yeah. Um, and I think we we are missing that a little bit, but you know what phase? I think he's more of a he's level headed. He, he seemed to, his positioning was just really good. He kept Amate was a bit of a liability. In fact, Amate reminded me a bit more of Soyuncu than he would have uh, an Evans. Yeah, Amate <laughs> had his yeah. good moment. You know, yeah, but he always does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he he had that very dodgy back pass as well. Which you know what? Again. I think Michael's in goal. I think we concede there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think Schmeichel doesn't like coming off his line, and Ward just saw it straight away, ran out, dealt with it. And yeah. then I didn't see if he said anything to Amate afterwards. 
but I think if that's Michael and Goal, he yells, no, what are you doing? As the Crystal Palace player picks up the ball and puts it around him and then has a proper go at Amati. Yeah, it's no, always, I, uh... it's better for your confidence when the goalkeeper, like, you make a mistake. Okay, sure, Amati will have known he made a mistake. Ward clears it up and says to him, right, look, I've got you. Be more careful next time. No, I'm done. Yeah, I do think Ward is getting more comfortable. I mean, a, a key stat that I've seen is he's only conceded two goals in the last three games. I mean, yeah. that's... I don't know, it's not... And again, it's not just him, though. So this isn't like he takes all the credit, you know. As I said, this is kind of the bane of being a goalkeeper. You're kind of able to get all the glory when there's a clean sheet, but you also take all the pain when it goes a bit wrong, even if it's because you've been left to left to defend the whole goal by yourself. Yeah, left out to try. And, you know, there's a few games where I felt like he was. I mean, the, the Spurs game comes to mind like some sort of recurring fucking nightmare Mm -hmm. but more to the point but yeah I think if their keeper wasn't more on it and we were just a little bit you know if we just a little bit sharper that finishing it reminded me of some of the times when well would play a bit of a young side this is actually that side almost kind of yearned for Vardy he almost needed that kind of someone who was a bit vicious and yeah it was one of those ones we missed a few good chances just because there was a first touch not quite there like I know, I think there were a couple of point mm, a couple of times they pointed out on match today. I'm not going to bother editing that. Um, where Harvey Barnes uh, had good opportunity, and the ball just came a little bit too far off his foot, and it just gave a defender time to cover or greater time to like get out and smother it. Whereas if his first touch had been just that little bit sweeter, that would have been a great shooting chance for him. There's also one. You know, just there were these little things. Like there was a chance he he could have played Madison in, and he teed up Madison's left foot instead of his right. And yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I think that's fair. And you know, it's yeah, it's quick. It's quick. You know, we kind of say this stuff. But they're doing this at like a million miles an hour. But yeah, yeah. I, the positive though is that Daka Barnes link up was really nice. Yes. Yeah, they I, were they were very good. They just didn't have any end product. But there's there's lot, there looks like a lot of potential of that duo doesn't there yeah i i enjoy yeah i can see why we're playing dacker over vardy because i really like dacker's dacker's link up play just got a lot better this season i think right he's also become more physical which is something i was obviously saying yeah when we first started things you know he's clearly he now is getting a bit more yeah he's he's getting more of the english game in him and i think he's getting a little more yeah i think technology. If, if we keep dacker happy and you know keep him at the club for another few years he could He's going to become seriously good, I think. Yeah, the um, potential's there, and I think we've all seen it. We've seen it when he goes to Europe. I mean, he 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 has that skill, he has that speed, well, and like I said, now he's just getting that aggression, which is what the only thing that he was really missing. And you can you can train in aggression. Yeah, people. It, yeah, it's funny people say oh, like those mental attributes. You can't train them in. It's like you absolutely can. Um, oh yeah, it, it requires conditioning. I mean, if you can't condition people mentally, someone needs to tell the various militaries around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. specialising um, it. Yeah, but yeah, you can definitely train in aggression. I've seen it in other things, uh, in other sports that I'm involved in as well. Um, but yeah, in the end, it was a fairly dull nil-nil. Not is, a lot. It is say. frustrating. But I did. I think the draw last okay. week. I will say that. You did. I think it's the closest any of us have gotten to a correct result yet. Isn't it? <laughs> because we keep going for the opportunistic win. No, I think some of us, we predicted that we beat Forest. I think our predictions no. before us were a 2-0 win and a 3-1 win. Yeah, I said 3-1. You I did. thought we'd concede one. I thought we'd, 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 we'd round it off. At, they would like nick one or something. 
Yeah, um, I predicted the clean sheet, and you got closer on the goals for that one. <laughs> yeah, I got the right number, just not the right line. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think the, the best, the second thing, and I think I know it's easy to get wrapped up on the current predicament in, but if this, if you're looking at this game in isolation, mm. we also didn't fall off the second half. That's been our yeah. biggest problem. We were a 90 minute team. We were a 90 minute oh, team with that was finishing poorly, but we were a 90 minute team to the end. We were fighting. Yeah, possibly for the first time, or no, second time this season, we didn't really have that turn off against Forest either. Maybe we've just figured no. out how not to turn off at home. Yeah, and I was going to suggest maybe there's a bit of a home advantage growing, and, and this kind of leads us into our previews, but we've got Leeds and Wolves, and yeah. they're, not, they're not firing. And if we can organize our defense and just do a little bit sharper at the final third. We could be looking at six points. Well, shall we talk about matches? Leeds and Wolves? Yeah, let's talk about Leeds and Wolves. That's um, the uh, natural progression, isn't it? <laughs> obviously, with Leeds, um, we're going to be missing Madison because he got a really silly yellow card. I've got to say, I've got no problem with the referee deciding to book him there. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was a bit of a face palm moment. It was, to, it was um... almost a, hey, this is probably the best match I can be suspended someone for yellows yellow card maybe i don't know i i think it would have he would have been a key opportunity but obviously these are a bit of a rapid fire games we've got the game on the thursday then we've got a game on a sunday so back to kind of almost european timings yeah um so it's gonna be rapid fire we're gonna have the late kickoff on the thursday so the last match of the midweek game week mm-hmm. then we're going to be having um obviously the sunday game only a few days later so there's going to be some natural rotation maybe it's forced the matter which is a bit frustrating but I think we'll be able to do something at home without yeah. any mate, proper issue, and it will give chance to bring some others into light. Like, we're going to have to rotate. I've, I imagine Mendy will turn up for one of these. Yeah, I've certainly start one of them as well. Yeah, or possibly. I, I don't know. Ian Nacho. I don't know what the man's going to have to do. He and I, and, and I know I'm a bit of an unabashed man, but I do think these could be one of the oh, good yeah, games I, for him. I hadn't noticed. That's a bit of almost a running joke now, isn't it, on the sub? But uh, yeah, as well as Discord. But um, yeah, no, Leeds, Leeds have just been a bit all over the place there. They, they're very physical, which is the only thing I'm concerned about. They seem to really, when watching, I think it was them and Villa. I mean, it got, yeah, it was Villa. Villa relies on a lot of physicality as well. Gerard definitely picking up a few hints from the old Scottish Premier League. <laughs> um, they're very, very physical side. Um, and. They seem to almost rely on that instead of skill, which is a bit of a shame. So they clearly have some talent to defend, but Bamford's are out of form. He yep. missed like a clear penalty. Um, he He's had, what, eight big chances in three matches and missed all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is the physicality and, and counter-attacking. If we're, obviously, we're going to be at home, we're going to be putting them, I think they will do better being put under pressure than, than being going forward. So how, you know, do you, not, how do you pick a team out of our players for like really to counteract that physicality? I do. I do for this one, I'd almost play Samara again. Yeah, and I think so. And get Mendy for Wolves. I think Mendy would be better in that short passing. But I'm kind of in two minds because Leeds can also rely on that passing as well. So, but I don't know. I think Samara would be better for this one. Yeah, he would be the bigger the um, backline. Keep it the same, I, even with Amate. Um, I prefer is- to see Soyuncu, but I don't. I have a feeling we won't see him. Yeah. Um, up front, I think it's a good game for Ian Nacho. I think he copes pretty well with physical teams. 
He does. He's quite physical in his own right. Even if he just plays yeah. out in that kind of... I think it'd almost be interesting to see him play behind in the sort of Madison position, yeah. that, you know, the position Madison game, where he, he's on the right wing, but he floats in centrally and he kind of causes havoc. I think he's That's almost... Good. Yeah. It's actually something I've said about Madison before, is that I think if he's got a weakness, a big weakness in this game, he really struggles against... Uh, physical teams. Um, that's an aircraft going over my house, if anyone could hear that. Um, yeah, Madison really struggles with physical teams. I, I think I noticed a lot in Europe last year, right, when teams started like physically bullying us, Madison dropped yeah. off massively because he kind of relies on if someone is too physical with him, being able to go down and draw the foul. And if the referee's going, nope, that was fair, play on, he doesn't really have much of an answer to it, apart from get kicked a lot. Yeah, and he he does. Yeah, he does. He would just get, and you know, he got lots of fouls in the, and lots of opportunities to make from those fouls. And sometimes I think he leaned into it, but yeah, he definitely he, at some points he the people just kicking through him, weren't they? And so I'm not Barnes got like that, but Barnes Barnes would definitely be up for it. But I, this is where I really feel like we're missing someone like Lookman, who is yeah, uh, it, it, it pains me. He's doing amazingly well at Atalanta. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rogers must have really been kicking himself because this would have been a perfect opportunity to rotate him in as well. But yeah, so Barnes, he's kind of going to have to play, isn't he? I, mm. I'm a bit worried that he's going to get a bit burnt out if he's going to have to do all these games. But I'm not sure who else could go on that left wing. I mean, definitely wouldn't be the same thing unless you're going to bring like Justin up front and Thomas in behind. But I wouldn't want to play Thomas against quite a physical side as this. No, I wouldn't either. Um, but it's um, maybe you play without wingers, um, really. Yeah. What that centre, and I guess then you're you're asking Justin and Castagna to do a lot. Yeah, um, if you did like a, what we did with the um, was it like the three five two? Yeah, yeah, is it three five two. Yeah, is that the right numbers? <laughs> yeah, that's the right number. Yeah, that's it. No, so yeah, where we did the th- remember when we did that with Ian Archer and Vardy up front. Yeah, relying on Justin for Castagna for supply and running up and down the sides, and then. Maybe having three at the back of Soonchu getting an appearance, maybe Vestergaard warming up the bench. Yeah, um, yeah. Samara gets a bit of a break. That could be a good way. That would be quite... I've almost imagined that would be more for Wolves. On the road, we're expecting Wolves to come at us, and I think they'll want to press it. They'll want to capitalise on, on their win against uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, if you didn't see that social media exchange, I highly recommend you oh, look yeah, up um, the Twitter account. I saw it, so I can't remember what... So it effectively, was, Nottingham Forest first, wasn't it? They posted a picture of like we're ready. It shows one of their players sat playing with some wolf cups or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And then they said it was playtime, and then basically yeah. they responded in a very similar backdrop and everything. But they had a, an axe through a, a tree stump and said yeah. uh, the playtime's over. It was very, very good, very quick. Um, I, I, I was yeah. I was like, very like good. if you like um, teams joshing each other on Twitter like that. Formula One is where it's at, by the way. Oh, I can I can imagine, yes. Um, I've not seen it, but I can imagine. I really miss today's Renault back in, like, ages ago now, 10 years ago now, had one of the best social media managers I've seen. They they were always hilarious. Although I'm not on Twitter anymore, so... Yeah, um, yeah Wolves are an interesting one. They are, I'm pretty sure, by some margin, the lowest scoring team in the Premier League. They I'm are, yeah. Looking over this. So Wolves are the only team in the Premier League where you could count their goals on one hand, on the finger yeah. on one hand, so that's not including the thumb. 
Yeah, I think this is just for, for both games, Leeds and Wolves, it's about staying switched on. Leeds are very wasteful. They create lots of opportunities, but are very wasteful. There's a lot of... Uh, they just seem to take the shots, and sometimes they fluke out with it, but it doesn't seem as coordinated, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem... Like I said, it feels like they had someone who's a little more clinical. They 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 create opportunities for days. They almost feel a bit like Brighton a couple of years ago, where they would were like the kings of creating opportunities and no one was there to finish. Yeah, there's almost you know with Bamford completely out of form. I think there's that. I hopefully he doesn't decide this is the game to bounce back from. But there's but I think if we just stay switched on for both games, we'll be good in terms of like rotations and stuff for leads as well in terms of cre- the creative creativity. That was something that was a little bit lacking in the last match. I'm trying to think who our most second most creative player, and I want to almost say Perez, but I'm almost tempted to say that we should do like a four-three-three, and then like Perez goes on the right wing, perhaps, or actually, well, I prefer Yunacho, um go on that right wing, and then yeah, KDH and Mendy and Tielemans providing that creativity down the middle. Because I don't, I think they'll definitely do it. Because their their wing backs will just run for days. I think if we try playing wing backs as wing backs, I could become quite a it be quite tiresome just to watch yeah, let alone yeah. do it. Um, and then with Wolves, it's just be about switching on. Like I said, they don't score a lot. If we just stay focused, they we can shut them out. They seem to lack creativity. And they don't really have any natural strikers. I mean, I think I, this and this is this is where my my research fell short. I don't really know. Is Jimenez is not in? He's, is he still injured or is he just kind of not firing? Um, uh, he, I'm not sure which, which one it is. Either way, yeah, he doesn't seem know. to be you know, doing particularly well <laughs> or whoever their striker is, who I probably should have looked up. Jimenez. I'm just going to look this up right now, shamelessly. Uh, no, he's still out. Yeah, so he's still... I thought he was still out, so I said I hadn't heard anything about him. So yeah, their key... I mean, Jimenez has got to be their Vardy, doesn't he? He's... He just finds that position. He's all. He's quite. Yeah, they're really lacking that person yeah. up front. Well, we want to know some fun stats about how few, um, how few goals Wolves have scored. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Wolves have scored fewer goals than Erling Haaland. Although, to be fair, if you're going <laughs> by that by that way, Erling Haaland scored as many goals as Chelsea, more than Man United, Brighton. West Ham, Crystal Palace, and well, basically everyone below twelfth has scored fewer goals. Oh no, we're the only team we we've matched Erling Haaland's goal re- goal scoring record. He's got fifteen. Yes, and, he- and and just as a side note, he still isn't going to beat Vardy's record yet. Give it time, but he's not yeah. done it. Not this time around. Um, but basically, there are in fact nine strikers. I want to say, yeah, nine strikers in the Premier League. Who have scored more goals than Wolves? I say nine strikers, nine players. Um, because not all of these are strikers. Um, Phil Foden's in there. James Madison has scored more goals this season than Wolves have. I've actually I've got some fun facts about Leeds if you want to hear them as well, just just oh, in case yeah, we're, we're in the mood. I remember I pulled these up. I, none of our ten Premier League home games against Leeds have been drawn. We've won six and lost four. Okay, that's fine. Well. Leeds have only kept one clean sheet in their last sixteen games against us. A two away win all the way back in March of two thousand and two. Uh, following the uh, now, basically, they haven't won any of their midweek games since they've been promoted back to the Premier League since their opening season. So they're winless in six midweek games, uh, conceding twenty three in those six games. So. Not very good at the old midweek. Hopefully, and then we'll score a bunch. Then 
Yeah, and they've also lost all of their they've lost their last three Premier League away games. So their away form was very poor, and their home form was very good. Yeah, um, yeah, basically. So uh, only Man City have had seen more goals than us this season. Um, so they've you've seen forty three goals, including for and against, whilst we have thirty nine. So obviously, there's some of the drubbings and some of our high scoring has definitely come into that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, not not as a great statistic, but that's one of the, another fun fact for us. Yeah. But yeah. No, it, the omens seem promising. Vaguely, they do. I will say about Wolves actually, despite the fact they've only scored four goals in ten games, still have a better mm. goal difference than us. Well, they they so defensively they're going to be interesting. This is where if I was going to miss Madison for one of the matches, it'd definitely be Leeds. I think Wolves is going to require some serious unlocking, yeah. and he's going to be our key man for. For this, we're going to have to see if uh, uh, Perez is good or we bring Tielemans further up and then maybe Samari plays more of a box-to-box and we get Mendy as a pivot. I don't know. I don't, I'll don't. i leave it to Rodgers to get out. But I'm not, I'm not. I'm on the fence with Rodgers at the minute. Um, I do think it looks like we're starting to correct things. We're starting to work more as a unit. We're starting to you do things. It does seem to be that instead of everyone just flying at the goal and scoring goals and then being high-scoring matches, we are starting to get a little more control. And if we can be a little more clinical and just a little bit sharper, then then we're down. That just takes training. And we do have now, like I said, the privilege of most weeks having the week to train out. And we are doing it. We're not conceding from set pieces. We've kept a couple clean sheets now. We're, you know, we're not scoring as much, but we're also not Letting in six goals after scoring two, so can you imagine how painful this season would be if we were also playing in Europe, watching this happen, what twice as much? Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, then we would have had the spending money though. But swings yeah. around about. Well, shall we? Um, shall we wrap up at those previews with uh, some score predictions? I'm rubbish at these, but um... I'm going to go two nil for Leeds for us and Leeds. 2-0 for us and Leeds. No. I think that sounds about right, to be honest. Um, and and although, I hate to say it, I feel Wolves and Leicester is going to be another nil-nil. There's been so many nil-nils between us and Wolves, it's unreal. Yeah, nil-nil has... So I was going to say nil-nil has Wolves written all over it, but Wolves against us has nil-nil written all over it. Um, it's it's either that or it's 4-3. Leeds <laughs> I might insane. go for a 1-0, just to like differentiate myself a bit from your prediction so it doesn't look like I'm just copying you. Just because I, I, I do think without Madison's creativity in midfield we might struggle for those goals then again we might find a system that works really well without him and score six I do It'll feel that Leeds play openly Leeds play openly so I do feel there's more opportunities that's why I said two instead of one but I do think we'll, I think we might be able to scrape the win from, and if we do this could be a good bounce and this then yeah. Wolves and then then we've got Man City but look, that's for another podcast and yeah Man City I'm just gonna I think I'm just going to write that match off and not watch it. And I think instead of doing a score prediction, just take, just guess how long it's going to take for Haaland to get um, a hat trick. <laughs> Honestly, I, watching him against Liverpool, I mean, what a match! But that's, we're not here to discuss it. But I mean, I know that he didn't score, but he, I mean, he, I've not seen Van Dyke get bullied by many people. <laughs> Although Liverpool did keep him out. No, 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 and they, that, that was definitely some effective team. What Liverpool finally decided to turn up this season yeah. uh, against Man City, but uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be in contention for um, the ch- uh, the title this season. In fact, Spurs will probably have a better chance at it so far. Uh, them and and I and I hate to say it, Arsenal are probably somewhere in North London might be able to challenge Man City. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> 
So shall we uh, move on to the WSL matches that have happened? Yeah, um, it was frustrating. A, yeah, it was. I think four nil flattered Man City a bit. We we lost four nil away to them. Um, yeah, we were hoping that they would be a bit vulnerable, but I, I, we were really vulnerable on crosses. Two of the goals came from crossing, and when we've got three in the back, that I found was I found that very frustrating. I felt like. Uh, Plumter could have done a bit better. Howard gave a bit of a senseless penalty away. I don't know if it was much of a penalty, but she gave it away anyways. It was just I was very frustrated that back three, but they also had a lot of work to do, and I think they were really, really suffering of that focus, and they just dropped off for what, after 60, 70 minutes. Yeah, Similar it, to the men's team. It was one of those ones I kind of felt that after we went 2-0 down, the team got demoralised. Yeah, it's a young team, and I this is yeah they needed. I think they needed some leadership on that pitch or something. But yeah, there was that Howard. I think out frustration. Then now it's the third, and then the fourth was just a bit. I mean, level to her credit, saved that penalty. Very good. Um, I don't yeah. know if she might have come off her, her line, but you know it was oh, a save. Was miles off her line. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit surprised I didn't get picked up on but um, um so it probably would have been picked up on if they hadn't scored the rebound it's just one of those things of if if yeah. Man didn't score the rebound i think that would have been retaken um, although you, you never know because they don't have var in the wsl and, and the, let's be honest the refereeing quality in the wsl is not great it's, yeah it's not as good because i mean the thing is like in the Premier League, I know that everyone loves to rag on the Premier League referee, and sometimes rightly so. I think they get a lot more criticism than they deserve. Mm. Um, but in the Premier League, the the officials are full time professionals. That's their job. When they're not refereeing games, they've also got things alongside that's largely professional development, analysing their games and all this stuff, right? Uh, no, absolutely, and they're, they're a lot better than some of their European counterparts, if you can recall some of a, yeah. our campaign, yeah. particularly the semi-final. Yeah, it's like the, the main reasons people think referees are rubbish are, one, because it's genuinely a really difficult job, right? If you've mm, ever yeah. had the whistle for a, a game in any sport, generally. two, everyone thinks the referee's against them. Like every, yeah, Everyone goes in biased, um, and decisions that don't go in their their way they think the referees made a mistake and three most people don't actually know the rules that well no there's a lot of that isn't there there was a good article in the guardian about do you know the actual rules before you start ragging on yeah i think the thing that frustrates a lot of people and what would clarify it and i would like to see it is hearing the ref i in american football in australia you get rugby you hear the explanation here it's like that's my decision and you have to just live with it and it's really I find that particularly frustrating. I think there's a lot of times where um, BT have it the best. They've got their kind of on-call referee, don't they? And he's very yeah. good. And he explains it. You're like, oh, right. Uh, yeah, frustrating, yeah. but okay, now you've explained it. Uh, that makes more sense. But yeah, in, in WSL, the referees, I'm pretty sure, are not professional. I'm pretty no. sure the referees are people who have a day job. They are qualified referees and probably pretty experienced referees in terms of women's football but they'll be nothing like as experienced as the referees in the men's game, I'm sure. Just less opportunity no, to yeah. referee at that level. Um, they don't have 20 games a week or twice a week no. most of the year, you know? Um, Absolutely. But yeah, it was it was a, it was a frustrating match, especially as we after we went 2-0 down. Um, Absolutely. You've written nothing going forward and a lack of midfield and transition. And yeah, you're right. 
I was watching this every any time we get the ball, we kind of seem to stand there for a bit, work out what to do with it. By which time Man City have got a shape. Yeah, we, there was no transition, and any time, like you said, we had the opportunity, there was just nothing. And I know so Lydia Bedford has, has said as such that you know transition is definitely one of our weaker suits, and it really showed in that game. And like I said, Man City was just able to shape up, get kind of take the ball back, and then they you can see the difference. They just power forward, so we need need that person who will just spring it forward and it just it doesn't happen um, yeah we don't yeah. seem to be have those clinical strikers in this team either well flint was quite good but i don't know if she, maybe really? at wsl level it, it doesn't translate the same championship yeah. i wonder if she struggled to make the step up to the wsl because you know think we all know it's such a different level of competition it's not. I mean, yeah. Even within the division, up. it's 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 a massive gulf, isn't there, between yeah. the top, you know, three four sides uh, versus, you know, the likes of us and Reading. Um, you know, massive massive differences. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Lydia, I just feel like with the back three, it almost feels like, oh, I don't have a midfield, so I'm just going to put three in the back in lieu of like that. We'd almost need a pivot who who could go in and give that relief to the back four a bit and just kind of be that block in the middle and you know be more stronger down the sides because we were really weak i mean our our wing backs were just getting overrun and they kept getting crosses in which you know as i said you know two of the goals came from crosses and you know plumter got turned around once or twice and you know howard you never seemed to be able to get that be that first man um on the ball and it was yeah it was frustrating it all kind of seemed to come particularly in the second half up our left side and just punting it and they were just getting contact in the air and just really putting off. And then the fourth shot was just a shot, wasn't it? It was just very frustrating. Yeah. It was out of out of you know what twenty five yards out. It was just a good shot, and there wasn't a lot for it. You know, it was it was a bit of a rocket. Very frustratingly, but I do. We need we need to start scoring. You know, kind of getting into Man United. Man United. I don't think we'll win. I think you know not to be mean. I don't think we'll win. Man United seem to be quite dominant. Yeah, but they also seem to keep clean sheets, and if we could just get that goal, I think that could be something to build on. Yeah, because we haven't actually scored a league goal for ourselves yet. I think we've got no. one league goal, and it was an own goal. Um, I think we yeah. scored twice in the the Conti Cup, but that was against Blackburn Rovers, who are not a WSL team; they're a Championship team. Absolutely, yeah. Expect us to, you know score against them um is the zonal defending not working our defense did seem to get picked apart a lot with you know player to player marking which i guess is the other option for to zonal is that you need to be able to win those duels and are we winning those duels against man city well we're not we're not we're not dominating the zones either i mean they're very similar skill sets it's just where the focus is you dominate your area which like i said i I don't. I like Plumter. I don't really want to rag on Ash, but she she just seemed to be really getting turned around a lot, and there was a lot of where's the ball and you, when you've got someone who's that kind of central position, that's a lot. Of, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, and it requires a lot of leadership. And she definitely has those qualities, but that game she seemed to be really, really struggling. I think, and I think maybe someone a little more seasoned would have been better in that central role, perhaps. But I don't know. This is where. You know, we've, yeah, I don't know. I think if we, I don't think we'll win. I think if we, I'm, ho- I'm going to be optimistic and be like a three-one to to Man United. Um, but I, 
I I see us struggling. If we if we could get draw, that'd be a massive draw. I mean, it would just be a point. It'd be a massive, massive. I I don't know if and this is where if I was Lydia Bedford, I don't know. I don't know if I just try and do a shutout game like they did against Chelsea last season, where it was like all hands to the pump, defending for eighty minutes, and then it was just a moment of quality from Chelsea that finally broke us. But I mean, that was a well marshaled defense. If she could redo that, maybe we could frustrate Man United into a nil-nil. But I'd rather us be doing something forward. And I, I, this is where I'm like, I'm getting really worried about us getting relegated. I'm more worried about the women than the men's by far in terms of relegation. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think with the women, the important game is coming up in a couple of weeks against Reading. We can't get a um, result against a, Reading. That's such a six-pointer. It is, not to be cruel, it's probably between us and them, maybe Liverpool if they start slipping up, but Liverpool have gotten like a critical three points already. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, Reading and us, that's going to be a big, big match, and we beat them in pre-season, but Mm -hmm. again, pre-season is not necessarily, you know, you you can win pre-season and do shit throughout the season, like we did in in the men's. had a pretty decent run in, in, in the preseason and then just fell fell apart for the reason in the Premier League. But um no, you know, this is about the women now. But yeah, that's gonna be a very critical match. I think that'll be important. Yeah. Um yeah, that's gonna be tough. And if we could even even if we get a draw there, I think that'd be a massive step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, um I struggle yeah. to see a draw happening. That would be a massive draw. Um, yeah, and it would be a massive draw. Um, and then the League Cup with Liverpool. Obviously, we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves with the League Cup as well. Yeah, that I would think be that's in, in... one for next week. So I think we're going to properly record that. But yeah, that's going to be a big game to prove that we can beat if we can beat them. Yeah, it would definitely be. I think just even from an um, experience point of view, that's going to be a real interesting one to see how we can feel out Liverpool before, because that could end up being quite a critical match later yeah. in the season. But jumping ahead of myself, as per usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, you, I'm, you gave yeah, your the women this match. You said three. It's an optimistic three-one. It's an optimistic three-one, but I don't, I don't see us winning. Um, I hope. I think the best bet is if we can do an nil-nil draw but I'd love to see them just nick a goal yeah. even if it ends up even if we're losing just nick a goal show that we can attack I think that confidence in that final third isn't there but you know Lydia's going to have to go away with this team and start marshalling some attack maybe uh, get some pointers from the men's side or something I don't know but like just I think yeah be interested we need we need attackers and I think come the next window so I think in women's football it's the same as men's in the come the winter window we might want to look at attackers wingers oh yeah just forwards I think I think the three yeah. in the back is compensating for lack of midfield as well yeah um, well yeah I, I think we're gonna lose this next game coming as well don't really know what scoreline I think it'll be. It's another one where it can be very, very swingy. I have the feeling if we go down a goal early, then it's going to be it's going to become nasty. But yeah. we could well I'd, hold I'd out for quite a long time as well. Yeah, um, and Villa Villa showed that you can do that. So they frustrated them to a one-one, you know, one-all draw, um, yeah. didn't they? In the in the League Cup though, so usually they tend to play not as strong sides. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. They might we might be able to get them to underestimate us and that sometimes plays against Man United and you get weird results as well in the Women's Super League as you do in any football um, Birmingham City beat Arsenal last season yes. um, so 
hopefully maybe there's some weird fluky underestimating your enemy sort of thing goes on here but i i'm not overly optimistic but i, I i'm gonna go for what sadly is an optimistic uh, 3-1 against us yeah i'm i'm gonna go for a slightly less optimistic 2-0 against us um but no that'd be pretty good i mean they've been quite dominant they've what scored three goals and uh, three plus goals in quite a few of their last games if i remember yeah. why well, skimmed earlier but yeah <laughs> it's gonna be interesting yeah well i think i'm gonna start pushing towards the uh towards wrapping this one up um before we go i just want to give my little update on it, it wasn't all doom and gloom for leicester city's sports teams this weekend for Leicester sports teams because uh, Leicester Tigers went and got a very nice win over Harlequins away very yeah. exciting match you can watch the replay of on BT Sports uh, on demand stuff because they let you watch their sports <laughs> the, the rugby does anyway go watch that if you want something to feel good about with the Leicester sports it was a great game um, no, absolutely. I'm going to try and do a rugby up- update every week until people start messaging me to tell us to stop and then I'll probably keep doing it because their messages tell me stuff is good for social media engagement. I don't know. So if you want to do updates, I think the last game that the Leicester Riders, if you're into your basketball, they, they won their game against the Scorchers. And uh, so, you know, they're not had the greatest start to their season. But, yeah, they got their first win of the season. Um, not last weekend, but the weekend before. So, yeah, basketball yeah, right. update. Uh, are we going to have, like, uh, this is the one other sport we watch? <laughs> No, I don't actually. I mean, I don't, if you want to talk about anything, I want to talk about MotoGP, and I feel sorry for Jack Miller being uh, knocked out. And I, you know, it looked like he could have been there for the fairy tale win. It'd be the first Australian winner at the Australian GP since I think Casey Stoner. But we're probably getting into more nuanced territory. And I suspect can there's you, not a lot of overlap between MotoGP and. Can you football, clarify but... by by knocked out? You mean eliminated from the race and not hit unconscious? Yes. No, so he Ryder was okay. He but he got sideswiped, and it wasn't a great crash. But yeah, it was a DNF for him. So yeah, he uh, was not able to finish the mat, uh, race even. Yeah, for um, those who don't know, most DNF stands for did not finish on the on the score sheet, as it were. If you don't finish, but yeah, yeah if you come back next week, we will have. Well, there won't be rugby updates next week because Leicester Tigers aren't playing for the next couple of weeks because the teams they're meant to be playing both went bust. Um, but we will be back with a review of the Leeds United and Wolves games and a preview of our Man City game. Mm. Uh, that's all in the Premier League and Women's Super League. We will be reviewing uh, the Man United game that we've just been talking about. I'll be previewing the League Cup game against Liverpool that we've mentioned earlier. And we'll also be previewing the Reading match, uh, away match, that we also mentioned earlier. They'll always do proper previews next week. I'm actually hoping to go to that Reading match. Um, yeah, there will need to be needing all the support we can get. So, yeah, be glad yeah. they're loud and proud of me, Amigo. Because, you know, I, I do live in Hampshire, so Reading's just a short hop on the trainer from me. And um, hope I can get tickets quite easily. <laughs> I kind of assumed that I can get tickets. You probably could. I'd not to me, yeah. Reading's a nice city. I lived there for a while. Yeah, Reading is quite nice. I've mostly gone for the festival. (laughs) Oh god, that's that's see. As a teenager, I used to go there. Like, I think I went two or three or four years in a row. See some like. No, I was living in the states. I was all Appaloosa, and um, I've said that wrong entirely. So, if there's any Americans listening, feel free to correct me. But yeah, there was that, and then. Oh God! What would you have a warp tour? Nothing quite like seeing a warp tour. Yes, nothing quite like seeing 
50 Cent get bottled off only to be followed by a bumper long set by Green Day. That's one of my more interesting Reading Festival memories. <laughs> there, up there. I've, yeah, I've heard some great tales. I've not been to the festival myself, but yeah. Um, no, it's a, I, I lived there when I was a kid, but it's I, very good. I wouldn't suggest going if you're older than 21. It's like yeah, the Lord of the Flies out there. <laughs> I can't believe that. There's a great said about a lot of festivals. <laughs> So, you can say yeah. that about some Leicester matches. I tell you what. I... <laughs> oh dear God. Oh dear. Oh, actually, we should say Colville, yeah. local team, Colville Town uh, beat Notts County. So that was a little Leicester side beating uh, one of the little Nottinghamshire sides. So be a little local rivals here. They've gotten. They've progressed into the first round proper. Um, and they have, I think they've drawn Charlton Athletic away. So, Col- Colville Town, yeah, really, really storming a, for the FA Cup. Probably a good little money spinner for them. I imagine the, their split of gate receipts for that would be pretty decent for a club their size. Absolutely, yeah. And it'll be big. And I know a lot of people who go and see Leicester will go and see them, you know, on the off day or if they're playing the next day or whatnot. So, there's, yeah, a lot of. A lot of the crossover between the Leicester City fan base and those who support Colville as yeah. a local. I mean, it's um, always important. Well, you know, we do focus on a Premier League fully professional football club. It's so important to support your grassroots teams, both in person, you know, give them some noise, give them some, like, moral support. And also a lot of them, you know, they, they rely on those gate receipts. They don't have the TV money that the Premier League has, you know. They rely on people through the doors buying food from their burger vans etc go support your teams because it's what without that there's there's nothing above it right at some point but yeah so we'll come back next week um and thank you for joining me oh thanks for having me and uh, have a good week everyone lots of football to watch bye-bye take it easy mate. week everyone lots of football to watch bye-bye Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find this license at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by spelled by forward slash 4.0. Today's creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. It also uses Riptide by Kevin McLeod. You can find that at incompetech.com. It's licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I heard that URL earlier also uses Elf Meditation, also by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. That music is licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.